Kayanos, Kayanos, fresh tongues, Kayanos, fresh tongues. A new depth, a new fountain, a new depth, a new fountain, Kayanos. The Bible says in the book of Jude. He said, dearly beloved, building up yourself in your most holy faith. Doing what? There is a building capacity somewhere. There is a building capacity that is domiciled when you pray in the spirit. See, there are many educations that you can bring to the three dimensions of man. If you want to educate the spirit of man, the module is different. It is not a common thing to educate the spirit of a man. Before you even attempt, you have to download the syllabus from heaven. Because there is only one contact point between God and man, and that is the spirit. The Bible says that God is what? Spirit. So that means that if you will worship God, you will do so in spirit and in truth. And I've told you people, it simply means that the reality of God is domiciled in the spirit. So any contact and communication that you can make with God can only be in the spirit. So if God will educate you by his spirit, he has to be in the spirit. It is on this account that Paul said, I pray with my spirit and I pray in understanding. And from experience I found out that you will not be able to pray in understanding well enough until you have prayed in the spirit long enough. It is when you pray in the spirit long enough you will now begin to find prayer points. Because I had a burden, I had a challenge. I stayed in church and we have many prayer points. After praying, we just have one or two answers. If you are a lecturer and you mark that course, all of us will be getting F. Meanwhile, it's not as if we got zero, but we still got what? We got F. Because it's only one or two that is correct. And the way we know it's correct is that it's only these two that we are having answers on what happened to the rest. That means we did not consult God before we moved in the agenda of prayer. I was listening to Bishop David Oyedepo many years ago. He said, those days they pray to pray. Do you know what it means? Before they pray, they pray first so that they will, be, they will now pray. Because the book of Romans chapter 8 told us the three weakness that is a man in the context of prayer. He said, for we know not what we should pray for too, as we ought to. But the Holy Ghost helpeth our infirmities. So when you know what to pray, what, what to pray, how to pray it, you now need to be quickened. As I said, there is a woman in our church that they saw death on her path, saw death, told her many times, she still died. Because even though she know what to pray for and how to pray it, she lacked the capacity to pray. Building up yourselves in your most holy faith. There is a frequency that God operates at. There is an energy level that some things are possible in the spirit. You will never be able to pick a certain dimension of bodies. There are certain things you will never pick in the heart of God except you pray in tongues for long. Someone is asking me, why do you have this much body? What I tell thee, there is only one secret. You pray a lot in the spirit. There is a place in God that certain measure of burden is domiciled. You can never access that hunger and burden until you are transported. 
And then you find out that burden and hunger is not a serious matter. In that place, you will be running from burden. Sometimes burden will be so much that even your physical body cannot carry it. In those days, you will be crying for help. Send me help. It was this prayer that I prayed for many months when I was doing your service. And then that angel came down. When the angel came and he stood between heaven and earth, the question, the thing that rang out is that our uncle that saw it said that this angel came with a message. He said that there is a man that has been crying here for long and he said, send me help, oh God. Every night I cry, give me men to tarry with me. On that day, that thing broke down. I'm telling you that there, there is burden, there is hunger. It's just that men are not patient to enter the place where even as you are doing that, you are POP. Eh? You won't know you are lost in the spirit. Is you that think there is a time for prayer and there is a time for work? No. As you are walking, you are, you are consumed with our life. Who told you there is a difference? There is no secular life for the believer. Every single thing is the same thing, wherever you are. If I didn't leave it, I won't tell you. I taught in the classroom and I taught children. I taught primary school. And I'll be in the class, I'll be praying in tongues. I call my children, lay hands on them, they fall under power, they get up, I continue teaching. Some of them met me and said that their father took them to Alpha and took them and they ate fish, ate sunka. You know those things that they do. I have to do deliverance on them. I didn't know that thing is having impact until one day. I just sneaked into the class and I saw one of my boys, the two. He said, what? Well, because the way I do it is stretch out your hands. One was telling the other one, what? Stretch out your hands. That's when I knew that these children, they learn faster than I thought. Forever, the only thing they will remember me with is what? I want to show you a mystery. That's why you are like this. That's why you are like this. You want it very comfortable. You Say glory to God. Mm. <laughs> I want to show you a mystery. This is what I learned. My life changed. I heard it from a message that Bishop David Oyedeko preached 2009 when I was in campus. 2009. There are three major things I I heard in that message. It was this, then the law of the burnt offering. After listening to that law of the bond offering, that is the thing that it started consistency. There is such a thing as consistency in your work with God. He said, it is only a law. If the fire is burning there all night in the morning, if it is not burning there all night, it is not a law yet. It is a hypothesis. You are still not sure. When you are sure, even if when you come, you are tired. Even if when you come, your mind is everywhere. You know that there is a law. You continue looking for, you look at eyes. There are days I search for two hours. But I know that there is a law that powers a consistent prayer life. It's just that maybe you are, you are, a, you know the frequency that you are tuning in. See, my is doing, you know that place, you know. You continue tuning until you get it. And then you are quicking to high places. Their bodies reside. God is not far. Can you trace where it is? Matthew chapter 11 verse 12. You are going to find neighbor. Going to find neighbor to do something. Are you with me here? You are not here for fancy. 
You're already 16 years. You're an old man, my friend. I with you now. Truth is that I was 14 years when angels started appearing to me. I'm telling you. I didn't understand it. I was in Dennis Memorial Grammar School. I was in class reading and there appeared two angels. This man is old. This is old. Ah. I with you. Let me leave it. Matthew chapter 11 verse 12. He said, and from when? <laughs> what happened? What? The kingdom of God, what? Actually, he said the kingdom of heaven, but I don't want to bring to it. Because the kingdom of heaven is actually the kingdom of God. But the kingdom of God is not necessarily the kingdom of heaven. But I won't go there. Now, he says, since the day of John the Baptist, that the kingdom of heaven, what? That means something started happening from the day of John. You might not really understand. What that word suffer means is that the kingdom of heaven allows violence. Before, you cannot just decide and go and lay hold on something. No, no, no. But from the day of John, you cannot decide that this one, I must have it. And the kingdom of heaven will allow you to have as much as you desire to have. So from that day, men lost excuse. Anything you had in God, you are the one that decided to stay there. That is the point he's trying to make. So, the, the way, you see the way you are now. It is your fault. Say it's my fault. You have to admit. Admit that it's your fault. Then God will begin to show you mercy. Because a man that has not admitted that he's at fault is a man that is full of pride. God can never help that man. You never admit that the way you are doing now is not what it takes to lay hold on your destiny in God. God is not interested. You first of all deal with your pride and then you begin to cry. Oh God, real cry. Help me like this. Oh. I have tried but it's not working. Then God will begin to minister a dimension of grace that you have never seen before. Since the day of John the Baptist, Victor, you lost the excuse that if tomorrow you were not able to lay hold on the requisite grace that it takes to prosecute your destiny, it is your fault. Because the kingdom of heaven does what? Allows violence. I want to tell you, my brother, that violence is one of the civilizations in the kingdom of heaven. I never knew. You are going to do violence. Jesus used, there is nothing Jesus taught more. Maybe when you live now, go and check persistency and importunity. There is nothing, there are a few topics that Jesus taught repeatedly, like importunity. There are few, he used drastic examples. There are few topics that Jesus taught like importunity. Persistence. He will make sure he doesn't use his father. Because his father is already good. He said, an unjust judge, is it not true? That doesn't fear man and doesn't fear God. So that you will now know what, what, what type of existence is that? It can never be worse than that. That you don't fear man and then you don't fear God. That means you are your own God. But importunity can break men like that. 
brothers and sisters, I bring you a mystery that the only answer we have in this our generation is importunity. The only answer we have is what? Importunity. It is, it is violence. Say violence. Let me use the language you understand. Say violence. That's what we have. And the kingdom allows it. That's why you have not made for the month. You will find the devil now because I have a body. I have a body. I look at my generation. I know that majority of the people know that. In fact, it's before that people don't know their purpose easily. Now, people are are now groomed a little in purpose. So, they know. Is it not true? When you say God started appearing to you, remind me again. Age what? How many years ago? Is it not up to 10 years? Eh? You should. Everybody. Who again will I ask? All of you. All of you. I have heard many stories I don't want to ask. I'm telling you. Then what has happened? You have not understood violence. Heaven says they are waiting for you. You say you are waiting for heaven. Can you do violence? It is in violence that men are separated from the boys. Gideon called that how many thousand people? He called them come to the river. Some some now lay down there and started drinking water. Others began to lap water. And then boys were separated from men. You are going to cry today and say, Father, whatever it takes, I'm going to lay hold on it. This is my destiny. I will fulfill it. You don't, you, don't, you don't even know why God brought you here. You think it's because of that useless man. You can kill him in one minute if you know this thing I'm telling you. There is something that can land on you. That man will become afraid of you. you oh, you don't know. You think it's everybody that set and threatened. Let him come and threaten me now. It's not everybody threatens. You are going to cry for your life. You can't end like this. Any small thing, you run to a pastor, run to a pastor. You think pastor is God. Pastor is not God, my friend. You need to stand for yourself. I'm not here to raise robots. I'm here to raise souls. Mighty men in their own order. Men that can stand for their family. Men that can stand like watchmen. Gatekeepers. Men that God can lay hands on, can trust. He said, I know my, I know Abraham because he's going to instruct his children so that the covenant cannot be lost. Men that can walk in the other, that can perpetuate God's agreement, God's promise and God's inheritance from one generation to another. Sometimes it is us that prolongs God's work in our life. Because we are not willing to go the extra mile with him. You can be seated. Let's take a shot from the scriptures. That's Matthew chapter 11. Have you checked verse 13? Have you checked verse 13? Brought this sister. God's hand is upon her. 
She doesn't know what brought her here. She's implicated already. Huh? Ah! Oh, that she's Kahatash. Menento Zabarach. Leto Vasaka. Takamuna. Gosan is upon her. Gosan is upon her. Gosan is upon her. There is an anointing I'm feeling now. You will start feeling it in the next everything. In the next 15 seconds. It's like it's like fire burning on my legs. Are you with me now? In the next 15 seconds. In the next 15 seconds. In the next 15 seconds. Kale Sosa Zavaha Takamanich. Omra Kapata Hakona Kamen. Days, Baraha, Mante, Ketesh, Zanamahande, Polaba, Polygos, Retes, Balaha, Takamen, Rante, Home, Cambre, Tevaya, Ambrota, Palatai, Ombrete, Bebe, Samanataya. Whether you are online or offline, there is someone that has issue with your stomach issue, stomach issue. That thing has gone in the name of Jesus Christ. Zeno, Cabrande, Balaha, Takoska. Ambrete Valahai, Kumana Hakande Bola, Jambrata Valakaya, Membrota Valakamonante, Cambre, Vedetes, Epreco Pataha Saga Banaya, Hinin anointing is also available, Shako Ratabaha, Keno Takambre Taira, O Rata Hasane Makada, Embreco Pataha Dakadas, Zona Kadena Kaida Brota Bahatakamena, Bronda Kabanae, Korasa de Baranta, Mante Kola Kabena Das. Jesus. Maneto Sosa da Bacabantelia. Ambreco Tapalahata Cabena. Shatapapalato Sagabanate. Embrete de Beletua. Shade Beletua. Shade Beletua. Shade Beletua. Help me hold it. Help me hold it. Help me hold it. Help me hold it. Sambra Tapaba Katosh. Nanahatail. Copa Selebene. Ambre kopata hatakos kadele mante dembrota rane kora tabaha kadesh ila fabena kambreto da salabante kreto ta salabana ambre kopata hatakata suna penantalia. Somebody I'm looking for. Sanemana kambreta ba ikato janamanta grata falaha. Embreto para cambrete balataya. Zanamanta braca pataya. There's somebody I'm looking for. God said he wants to wipe away your tears. You have been crying. You have been crying. God said I should tell you that you wipe away your tears. I don't know who that person is. In the name of Jesus Christ, Son of God. Father, I pray for a performance of that which you have spoken. I pray for a performance of that which you have spoken. Whoever came here with a cry in his or her heart, I, I pray. I pray, oh God, that those tears be wiped away. Father, let the night be turned into morning. And let morning be turned into joy. In the name of Jesus Christ, Son of God. Senemoko Varate, Sadigambe, Ambreko Takapana, Niambrotabaka. It shall not tarry, said the Lord. It shall not tarry. It shall not tarry, said the Lord. We shall not tarry, said the Lord. Zamante kura sevele. Abre no kopata hai. Sanemanta. Rapata kaida. Kumbra tapaya. 
Jinapaya. Isotakambra. I have made you the joy of many generations. Share the Lord. Say the Lord, say the Lord, Sabora Sada Kamena Kambro, Zinama Kabri Sakabora, Abenekota Kambre Taida, Remona Kambre, Tasala Bonakaida, Abenokoska, Vanaha, Endekota Kamena, Sikinamayante, Ambre Kopatahai, Lekronda Balata, Jean de Brotabaya. Out of you shall flow rivers, and many nations shall drink from it, said the Lord. Out of you shall flow rivers, that many nations shall come and drink from, said the Lord. Zamona Kabri Senevana Kaila, Ambro Kabada Kandia, Zandebro Kaya. Don't look at your present circumstance, don't look at your present predicament, said the Lord. He will lift you up beyond your imagination, said the Lord. Ambro Kasalabantaya, he will come, he will not tarry, say the Lord. Abre Kosana Mahai, Liso Sabala, Ambre Kota Mahai, Lakona Kabela, Ambre Kapaya Selia, Ambra Tabaya, I will come, I will come with my reward, say the Lord. I have seen your level, I have seen your faithfulness, say the Lord. And I will bring my reward. It shall not tarry, say the Lord. It shall not tarry, say the Lord. Ambre to Sabakandele Varosa. Namahakaila, Ebre Salivro Samakali, Embeloto Salakambre Tamaina Makades, Ambrata Bayatea. I am come to wipe your tears, say the Lord. Abredo Sadakambre Tamahaila, Mante Colate Salimanta Brata Bahale, Rapata Cambre Tamanakaile Bonaha, Ambre Capatayada. I am come to roll away every reproach, say the Lord. Ambre Copata Hasanemanda Bracabaya, every mockery, say the Lord is rolled away in the name of Jesus. Anito Sabranda Bakabanaya, Ambre Tabaya. I will turn your sorrows to joy, say the Lord. Ambre Kabada Hassan Ambra Tabaya, Embre Kopataha, Lebonda Brakapataya, Lebonda Brakapataya. Your process is what nations shall drink from, say the Lord. Ambre Kotasanamantalia, Ambre Lobokobala, Yakom Radabaya. Your wilderness shall be turned to a fruitful field. And your fruitful field shall be turned to a forest. In Salebanta Krabela Hasenemantaya. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' mighty name. Matthew chapter 11. If you look at Matthew chapter 11, you will see something. Actually, our, our, our focus is in verse 12. My God, I feel the anointing of God very soon. The Bible said that, that, look at verse 13. Look at verse 13. Are you there? If you are there, say amen. Amen. If you are not there, say wait for us. You are not there now. If you, if you are not there, say wait for us. Like my sister, are you there? Verse 13 said, For all the prophets and the law prophesied unto John. If you juxtapose, 12 and 13. What does that mean? Okay, let, let, let me read it together so you get a broader picture. It said, And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence. 
and the violent take it by force. For all the prophets and the Lord prophesied unto John. For I will tell you. They made a definitive statement and then said, For. A dispensation ended. Is it not true? A dispensation ended, and John is a beginning of a new dispensation. That's the whole point. In other words, verse 13 is an attempt to address the point that is in verse 12. He said, For all the law and the prophets prophesied unto John. Now, considering this now, I with you. What does it mean, Dio? You are Bible man now. Please, please, have You are blessed. You are blessed in Jesus' name. Before, now say it so that all of us will be so if we see, see, the Holy Ghost can inspire you. Forget about somebody standing. And this thing is just a privilege. And all of you know me. I am willing to sit down and listen to anybody. I am that childlike in my heart because if you are not like that, you will miss something. I learned it from Reverend David Ogwen and then my mother too. You will be shocked that God will ordain strength in the mouth of babes. They are babes, but God will decide that that day that they are the people he is going to speak with. So you need to be careful in choosing who you listen to. Maybe if I'm not the one praying, you won't, you won't bring out your strength. A foolish man. You don't know the workings of God. That day, God will intentionally decide that He is the one, that person that is the one He's going to use. And you now be waiting for me. Maybe you didn't know the trouble I passed through the day. Just because it's me, you are now waiting for me. And that guy that you are neglecting has been begging God since morning to help him to lead that prayer. I will tell you. I am humble enough to know. That God can decide to use anybody. That is why anytime I appear, I make sure I am in a position to be used by God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? As a matter of time, as a matter of fact, no matter what I prepare to say, I will that prayer we are praying is to make to check where whether what I'm about to say is lined up with what God is about to do. And should I tell you, 70% of the time I dropped what I wanted to say. 70%. I have not been able, you must have noticed, I have not been able to teach what I wanted to teach. I have not filled, studies, everything, but I have not been able to. Because you cannot be insisting on what you want to say when God wants to say another thing. I am not the owner of people's souls. This is a business of souls. I am not the owner. The owner of the business you have to listen to him to know what he wants to do today. Are you hearing what? I, this is why ministers, they run out of business. They stop hearing the voice of God because the one you heard, you do not implement it. I level a lot to know where God is. You want to know my secret? I level a lot to know where he is. If you are where he is, no stop, no stop. You can, how can you be talking with and 100 people, 50 people, whatever number, we say they are blessed. For one speaking, 
Uh-huh. Haven't you ever thought about it? That more than two people are blessed with one thing you are saying. That means there must be something about that. It's only God that has the capacity to take one man's word and use it and bless many people. Only God. That means we must find where God's word is. He said that as the believers ministered the word, he confirmed it with signs following. Remember, the word, not, the, not their own word. Whose word? God's word. So I can choose now and be saying my own word. And then expect God to confirm it. Will he confirm it? How did I get here? Give us the definition again. Somebody give him my God. <laughs> Come and preach to us so that they will hear you. Come and preach. Come. You are so correct that I didn't even need to say anything. I think he's even more correct than me. So, say it is. Now, tell us. The men of God have signed with their work and they learn what they say. Are you with So every single thing that I've been saying is prophecy, 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 prophecy. There is a time coming. There is a Messiah coming. There is something coming. God wants to do something. Haven't you heard about it? Many of Robert Hobby Brown and all those men, great men, they are talking about a revival coming. A revival coming. That is more massive than all the revivals. Haven't you? When they finished Azusa Street Revival in 1910, Azusa Street Revival lasted for five or six years. When the revival was ended, I think it was in that meeting a prophet rose and said, 100 years after a revival will start. Are you with me now? Even Maria Woodward Etta, Maria Woodward Etta still prophesied the same thing. All of them prophesied the same thing that there is a revival coming. I'm trying to show you something. Are you seeing where I'm going now? All the law and the prophets prophesied until when? The question is, who is John? My brother, who is John? Is John the Baptist? God bless you. Please clap for you. <laughs> John is who? Elijah. And as I've said before, really Elijah is not about the person, it's about the spirit. A spirit that brings down the move of God. They came and asked Jesus because Jesus is the move of God. Are you with me? The move of God is not really the falling down of power. The all those things. The move of God is the reign of Christ and his kingdom. And remember, that there are indications and indices that Jesus used and showed us um, the sign that the kingdom has come. Are you with me now? For example, he said, if I cast out devil by the finger of God, what has come? He said that the kingdom has come. So we cannot actually disengage the move of power from the move of God. Is it not true? But the move of power is not the move of God. The move of God is actually the advent of Christ 
in the heart of people. And then moving from the heart of people and permeating the society. Are you with me now? So that is the move of God. So if I fell on that power and that power has not succeeded in dipping me into the depths of Christ to the intent that his character, his nature, his power, his mind, are you with me now? Has now shocked me to the point that I'm able to affect my society with the same thing that I'm affected with. Then there is, there is no revival. There is nothing, anything less than that is not really a revival. It's not that we came to meetings and people felt, many people are doing it. Is it not true? Some of the time you fell under power, got up after one week. You are looking for that experience you had. You didn't see it again. Sometimes when the move of God, you felt, they are not felt some sensations. Is it not true? And then after two weeks, you see my the team is not there. And then you began to ask, you, you, some people will begin to define it that God is now far. But they used to, you know, they use sensation and feelings. So the, of course, we feel a lot of things. I'm not against that. In fact, I emphasize that a lot. There is a place you get into intimacy in God. There is no way you can dissociate feeling. It is not possible. But God is not feeling. Are you with me? But there is tangibilities of the spirit. But tangibilities is not the spirit himself. But the spirit cannot move and move and you will not feel something. Are you getting the point? So, the day you do not feel something, does it mean the spirit is not there? So, can you summarize the work of God as tangibilities only? No, no, no. We have a benchmark. The Bible talking in the book of Ephesians. He said, you will come to the fullness of what? Of the stature of who? Of Christ. That is our benchmark. And I have told you people, there is a reason why God wants a glorious church. Because the church is the organ that God will intend to rule by. Remember, that there is a promise that the Father gave the Son. He said, sit down until I make thy enemies thy what? Who's to? Now he said, I will send forth the rod of my strength out of Zion, being the Holy Ghost. So, that means that the mandate of dominion has been handed over to the Holy Ghost. Is it not true? So, the Father now said to the Son, sit down. The Holy Ghost will now move and make sure that your enemies has become your first too. The book of Hebrews now told us that we have, even though it is captured in prophecy, it's already a reality in the context of eternity. But we have not yet seen all things subject to him. Is it not true? Now, it was when the Holy Ghost now appeared that we now saw that the Holy Spirit will not do that job of dominion. That mandate of dominion cannot be accomplished in isolation. It is a mandate that can only be achieved in partnership with the body. Are you hearing me now? So, Jesus now said, As the Father sent me, even so, send I what? The question is, how did the Father send Jesus? It is by the Holy Ghost. So the same way the Father sent the Son, that is how he has sent us. For many years, Jesus stayed on that training. After he has passed through the process, the Father said, this is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. That was the first testimony. But was that all the testimony? 
another voice came and said, this is my beloved son. Now, he is now qualified for you to hear him. So there are days that God will satisfy you, but not enough for you to speak to your generation. And that is what people don't understand. Just because, are you with me now? The Holy Ghost came on him. And some signs and wonders started happening. Some of them, be, even you, you began to wonder why they have not started calling. People have not started respecting your word. No, no. You have not, you are not yet qualified for God to begin to speak from your mouth to your generation. And it's beyond stupid preaching. You know. The speakings of God is beyond uh, verbal, you know, speakings. No. There is there is Jesus, the utterance, actually. I don't have time to. Hebrews chapter 1. The Bible said, no, there is no need to go there. I just want to make a reference. The Bible said, God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spoke to us through prophets and many people, has in these last days, did what? Spoken to us through his what? So from that day that this God spoke through his son, we are not permitted to hear any other person. So when the Bible said, this is my beloved son, hear ye him. What he's saying is that if there is anybody that I spoke to before, eh, every of those things is now summed up under Christ. So anytime we hear any voice, we measure it. What is the measurement of accuracy? Thank you. So, the measure of Christ in any man's voice is the measure of accuracy. So, when, when they went to the mountain, the law was speaking and the prophet was speaking. And Peter said, Hey! See Elijah, see Moses, what should we do? Let's build three tabernacles. Do you know what they said? They said, this he spake, not knowing what to say. It's a strange thing. It's a strange thing that somebody can have a genuine encounter and come out with error from it. That's why when you see people, they say, they, Jesus appeared to me as an angel, and they, they refuse to allow us to put a plumb line from the scripture. They, they are interested in just what they, the encounter they have. They don't want us to verify it from the scripture. Put a plumb line to it. Those people will end up in error. Now, it is not necessarily because their encounter is fake. It is because there is an interpretation that you need to give to that encounter to put it in context. Peter saw a genuine encounter. Is it not true? But he said, from that encounter, let us build a tabernacle for Moses. Build for Elijah and build for Jesus. Meanwhile, that is a handover session. It's a transition. The law and prophets is handing over to another person. The man that is seeing it lacks the capacity to interpret. That is why I say it of all the time here. What did I say? That the greatest grace that we need is the grace of who? If you don't have an interpreter in your midst, all of you will be lost. Because you will not be able to interpret what God is doing. God can bring a genuine move and it will end up in error. Because the man that is in that move lack the capacity to interpret what God intends to do. 
And when you don't have an interpreter, you will not be able to get the full measure from that move that God has engineered. So God will finish moving and all the things he is doing. You, nobody will be able to benefit from that thing. It's a genuine move. Sometimes it will be taken into error, like what Peter wanted to do. The scripture specifically said that this he said, not knowing what to say. Is that not strict? From a genuine encounter, when you now meet those people, you say, ah, this thing is not correct, you know? How can you say the Holy Ghost is telling you to do this? Can the Holy Ghost contradict himself? He say, he will tell you, I have this genuine encounter. Now, I'm not talking about fake. I'm talking about real. But he was not able to interpret it. What did the scripture say? They shut him down. Sorry. They shut him down from heaven. Shut up, my friend. That is what happens to those people. After some time, God will stop speaking from them. Some of them will still carry the gift for some time. Carry the prophetic gift. Carry whatever gift. You see, do healing. But God's voice has left. God doesn't speak from you again. And as I've told you before, the greatest thing you should wrestle for is the voice of God. Any man that God is consistently in his voice, speaking to his generation, is a man you should be afraid of. That means God is living in that man's house. God can do miracle with you for me. If I do me, I believe in miracle. You don't know how much I believe in miracle. No normal miracle. The type of miracle I know some of you don't like. The type of miracle I believe in is the one that somebody's leg, there is no leg. I believe that new leg can come out. That is the type I believe in. Creative miracle. Yet, the voice of God is superior to miracles. Just pray small prayer in 10 seconds. Thank God. May your voice never be far from me. May your, that is the greatest blessing. May your voice never always draw me to a place where your voice, this, the thing you are, there is an emphasis God is making now. Your greatest challenge, your greatest trouble will be if you are far away from what God is saying now. The greatest sign that God is blessing you is that you are hearing what you are supposed to hear now. That the voice of God is in your tabernacle. <laughs> Job said, I remember when you have washed my feet with butter and the voice of God was upon my tabernacle. That was the testimony of his head days when there was glory upon his house. When Satan finished with that man, it seemed as if God was never in his tabernacle. He said, there was days when the voice of God was upon my tabernacle and he washed my feet with butter. The anointing was there. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. See, don't mind the way I talk. I talk out of what? 24 hours of the day. I don't have off. You know, you know, you have off. <laughs> when you attend to some other thing. Sometimes I see it on WhatsApp. My Me, I don't have off. I don't have off. Sometimes I'll finish preaching physically. Sleep and start continue preaching and doing miracles. And doing all kinds of things. Deliver. If you know where we are going, it's even when I'm sleeping that real job is on. Hey, <laughs> my God. And then I will be praying there. Wake up. And that anointing is still on me physically, literally. 
I will continue. I will wake up. There is no break, my friend. It's you that think that sleep is break. In fact, let me tell you, there are many things God will want to do with you. Eh? When you are active physically, you will not be able to do it. You wait till you have slept. Because that's when you are at rest. I've noticed something. When you are at rest, your spirit, soul, and body gains alignment. So many things that God wanted to do before, you will not be able to do. I was listening, I think it's uh, Bob Jones that said that whenever he starts feeling sleepy around 12 p.m., 1 p.m. in the afternoon, it's unusual. You know that there is a, God wants to take him in encounter, especially out of body encounter. So what he does is that he quickly find a seat and take a nap for 30 minutes or one hour. Once he sits down to sleep, you enter into a trance or you'll be shifted in the spirit. Sometimes he will be carried to Arab nations. Sometimes he will land where they are trying to execute somebody. That thing is happening. And God will use him to deliver that person. Christians are suffering in many nations. Once those things happen to you, allow yourself to be used as a tool to save people. That's why you don't know sometimes that people's life depend on this thing you are doing. Literally, I am not saying preaching to save souls. Literally, some people are in prison and they are under sentence in China. Sometimes you'll be praying and you are transported in the spirit and you go and save them. One of my friends said the oh, things are happening. Are you Yes. For all the prophets and the Lord prophesied until John. So, I was talking to one of our people, our man at the end I was telling him, there are many things our father saw. What they saw is us. You see, there are such a thing as times and seasons in God's operation. In the book of Acts chapter 1, there was a lecture there. It was a 40 days lecture. See, Jesus took casually from heaven to come and take that course. He's the only one that is capable, well equipped to take that course. Any other person is not qualified. See, that lecture, that course, is so important that even when he has fulfilled his quota in redemption, paid the sacrifice of dying and resurrected, he took casually from the Father. Because the next the next thing in the agenda after resurrection is coronation. But he postponed coronation for something to happen. For him to fulfill a lecture that he did not. Are you getting the point now? So he came. What was the basis, the context of that lecture? He came up. The Bible says that he came teaching them things pertaining to what? The kingdom of God. So when he finished that lecture, he was teaching. When he finished, the disciples asked him a question. They said, when shall he restore the kingdom of Israel to us? It was a political question. That's what people are asking. Dio, he's a Yoruba man here. I know there is a Yoruba man listening to me online. There is a Something they started at Yorubaland. They called it Amoteku. Abi Amoteku. 
who has sent the news? Ah, none of you read. You have to follow news, or don't be reading only Bible, my friend. Have you heard of Nehemiah? <laughs> you will be lost. You will finish praying and come out. Eh? You will be praying. You won't know God has answered your prayer. You continue praying. When you finish praying, come out and read the news. You know how far. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying? The Bible said Nehemiah had the news of what is happening in Jerusalem. That was the source of his body. See, some people receive body in the night. Some people receive body when they read Bible. But Nehemiah read news and received nothing. What is happening at Israel was disturbing him. When he finished that one, he went to give wine to the king. His face was squeezed. And the king now asked him, what is your trouble? That is how the deliverance of Israel started. How? Say news. news. So that's by the way. So the Southwest is raising a militia to defend them. You see, because almost everybody is seeking for actualization in this nation. There is a keynote in the whole of this Nigeria now. People are dissatisfied with the status quo. I, I took long, for three years I was searching to find out the root of that matter. And I found out that that thing is not from Satan, it's from God. Before any revival will come, what God does is to begin to plant dissatisfaction in the heart of people. One of the greatest signs that God is about to move in a man's life is when he becomes dissatisfied with the status quo. Suddenly he realizes that there is something more. That is the greatest blessing you have. There are some people living their life, they are not feeling what you are feeling. They are not seeing what you are seeing. They are just moving like that. You know, it's not like this. Oh. There is something. Once you begin to think like that, now, for a normal man that is an unbeliever, he knows that there is something need to happen in this Nigeria. Is it not true? Haven't you felt it? If Nigeria will be okay, something needs to happen. Everybody agrees on that, unbeliever or not. The question is, what is that? You see, as an unbeliever, you begin to give definition of that from your carnal point of view. Is it not true? Because you are a natural man. What is happening is the things of God. Say the things of God. And remember the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, is it not? Told us that the natural man can never understand the things of God. It's not given to him. There are, there are um, senses that it takes to begin to perceive the things of God. So, ah, if I say this thing now, we'll go up. Let me say it so that you know, somebody, some people listen to me and they ask me a lot of questions because we don't have time to delve well into some matters. You just mention it and go. You have noticed it, Abby. Jesus said to Nicodemus when he came and said, Good master, nobody can do this thing except it comes from God. <laughs> Jesus began to educate him. He said, that except ye are born again, what will not happen? Eh? No, it's not enter. It's seed. It is seed first before enter. See, that word seed is perceived. You go back, check it. So that means that 
there is something that happens at the born again regeneration experience. Your spiritual senses, there are senses it takes to perceive the things of God. Are you Those are the things that is activated at new birth. That is one of the most powerful effects of new birth. Ability to perceive the things of God. So for the natural man, his ability to perceive the things of God is done. Meanwhile, he has the senses. But those senses are only activated when you are born again. So this man is calling him good master. He told him no. Even though you are giving me a name that is very big, with your natural senses, you lack the credibility and capacity to give attestation to who I am. Are you with me now? You have to be brought into a realm for you to be able to accurately appraise somebody like me. Your perception of who I am is inept. Not because you are not making your best attempt, but because it takes an activation for you to be able to give me accurate appraisal. My reality is not in the natural. Are you with me? My reality is in the spirit. Because if you appraise me as a natural man, you can see me just as a very good man that can do miracles. Just, just at best, you can call me one of the mighty prophets that has come. Is Jesus a prophet? Jesus is the Messiah, the Christ. So, for you to accurately see the Messiah in Jesus, you have to have a revelation that is of God. That is when a man now gave that revelation, Peter, he said, God, no man would have shown you this, except my father, that is where? Yeah. It takes the revelation of God for us to have accurate appraisal of things that is heavenly and things that is spiritual. So he said that you cannot see the kingdom except you are what? Born again. It is then that your spiritual receptacles are activated. Then your capacity to perceive the things that is of God will become heightened. Then as you begin to engage the things of God, your perceptive capacity will begin to increase. Are you with me now? Are you with me? See, the way a young believer perceives things is not the way a mature believer perceives things. It is on that account that the book of Hebrews, is not Hebrews chapter 5 or 6, now told us that there are them that have exercised their senses so much so that they are able to differentiate the kingdom from right. So people like Paul will come and tell you, it's not God that told me this thing. Eh? In my own opinion, I think this is the right thing. Does it. These are men that have exercised their senses. So much so that when they cry, it's the Holy Ghost that is crying. Are you with me? When they laugh, it's the Holy Ghost laughing. <laughs> when they are angry with you, it's the Holy Ghost that is angry with you. People like Peter, they operate in the heavenly holy of holies. So they came and told the Ananias, ah, why did you lie to the Holy Ghost? Ananias thought he was talking to a human being. What he doesn't know is that this man, his senses and his reality has been subsumed in God's reality. So much so that talking to him is talking to God. I said it one time, that there are three dimensions of oppression that a man can experience. There is outer court ministry, there is holy place ministry, and there is ministry in the Holy of Holies. When you are ministering from Holy of Holies, that is the problem that, that Moses encountered. He came and struck the rock. He thought he is a normal minister, just like Aaron and others. He doesn't know that every action he is taking is a representation and artificial of the Christ that is coming. So when he struck the rock, he never knew that he struck the Christ. 
The same Moses that God said, you will lead my children into Canaan and you didn't enter. He just saw. Reason is simply because he thought he's a normal man. I'm telling you that there is a place where your reality can be elevated in the spirit. You retain the mind of God. You retain the senses of God. On that day, you retain the possibilities of God too. So when you operate from that place, the things, haven't you noticed, the things that God allows you to do before, he doesn't allow you to do it now. It was not seen that time to you, but he is now seen. It's not written in the Bible, but when you want to do it, it's as if somebody held you and left you. Is it not you? Held you and left you. Sometimes you insist and do it. And then you read Bible, you are not understanding it that day. What you don't know is that they have elevated you in the spirit. You still decided to stay low. The people, the monarchs, the immortals, have decided that your rank has increased. But you decided to stay low. You decided to bring your reality low. But before them, your rank has increased. And the way they, they count you, the way they see you is non different. When you now decrease something, it comes to pass. You still want to be doing what you are doing before. No, something brought that reality and something sustains that reality. And once you are brought to a new reality in the spirit, some things go. The covenant that you are brought into in Christ Jesus, the more you find yourself in that covenant, the more something leaves you. When God, when Abraham called the covenant newly with God, there was, circumcision was not demanded. Do you know? But when he journeyed in that covenant, they demanded circumcision. He journeyed more, they demanded Isaac. But when he started in that covenant, he never knew the full demand. So the price and demand of consecration of my life is higher than your own. You now, you can, some of you now, you can, you can do joke and laugh and laugh. That time you people were going for a youth conference. Are you not the comedian? Can you do it now? The demand is higher. It's not, those days it was not safe. But now you see. Why? The facts. And that is why you will now pray for the sick. Are you with me? When you pray for the sick, he gets you. You will now think you will now use that tongue you are using to pray for the sick. He gets you. And be being all sort of rubbish. Otherwise, God will not tell you anything. He will not bring you to zero. You will now know that this one doesn't want to grow. He likes to be a baby. Huh? Glory to God. Let's pray. Let's stop here. Just pray for two minutes and digest. You know, sometimes when you take food, you digest the food. My God, digest the food in two minutes. David said, I was full of joy when they said, Let's go to the house of the Lord. <laughs> it was it not Ezekiel that said, I took the scroll. When I ate it, it was bitter in my mouth. But when he entered my belly, it was sweet. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. You are blessed.